Bad boy. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You have tuned in live to the Flyers Sports and Entertainment Podcast in all the land. This is Stat Lines Matter. I am your host, Mark E. Stewart, as always, here with my partner in crime, who's extra lit today because it's the evening. <laughs> it's the evening. As opposed to the morning. Yeah. Mr. Rob Hunter Jr., what's going on, boy? Man, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, just you know, you know the cool part about this was no traffic getting here today. Oh, okay. You so, usually hit traffic. Oh my over? gosh, yes, man. Oh my gosh, yes. Fighting it, and then like I be I be all disheveled. Like you don't know because I have a you know I get to to my spot pretty early yeah. before I get here. But by I'm you could actually miss the traffic if you came later based on the call time. No, I, well it wouldn't make sense for me. To, it, it, I would be going in the opposite direction of when I drop my son off. Oh, okay. So I just hit it, and then I get a chance to do my copious notes. and uh, The famous. The famous copious notes, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like you're turning Bible pages. Yeah. Please, everybody turn, turn your them. Turn your Bibles to uh, <laughs> yes. uh, Ezekiel. <laughs> hey, you know you know the sermon finna be deep when he say turn to Ezekiel, because you don't even go to Ezekiel. I'm about to say, it's not that many. That's not no. one of the hot. No, no, they're going. That's deep. not that, one that, of the hot That's going to be a long one. You yeah. might, hey, look at here. Because it's we, like there's the normal, like, yeah, top, Matthew, yeah, Proverbs. Mark, yeah. you know what I'm saying, Ball. Psalms. Yeah, you go yeah, to Ezekiel. That's facts. My mom is going to. My mom's gonna kill me right now. <laughs> this is so we're clear. Um, man, before we get into uh, any sports discussion, we have to talk about what everybody's talking about: uh, the Oscars. Man, the uh, Will just went on and did that thing. Like you know, it's been a, it's been kind of a thing. Like we saw Jawan Howard. Went for it, you know, after the game. <laughs> then we saw he did, but he did a rub. <laughs> I mean, but 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 the intent because there were people in between, and then he went and just like yeah, you know, he, once he got there though, because he I went, think I think rub people, you down. I think people <laughs> fed up. Yeah, hey, hey, it's something in the water. Yeah, it's something in the water. So in case you were in a coma and you missed it, or you got dial up. Uh, <laughs> Will Smith walked up on stage and slapped. Chris Rock in the middle of the Oscars because he made a joke uh, about his wife's bald head, which is a result of her alopecia. Um, a if you don't know what that is, it's an autoimmune disease that causes hair loss. So what a lot of a lot of women do is said because it's like it becomes like kind of splotchy and plotchy, but a lot of women just kind of cut it off to not have to deal with it. So. Um, She's been kind of going through that, cut her hair bald. I actually didn't know about that until, so like I'd actually said something. If just all in all honesty, I'd said something slick about not so much her hair, but about her. And somebody told me, like my brother told me that she had alopecia, and I apologized, like to myself, to, like she didn't hear me, to the, to but the, it, was just, it was just us two. <laughs> uh, but I did apologize, so I found out about it like five days ago. Yeah, Lord forgive me. Yeah, you know what I <laughs> mean, like because you didn't know that you was. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, yes, there was an affliction. There was an affliction. There was an affliction that, like, I would say, and I could be wrong about this, that like maybe eighty percent of the earth didn't know that she had alopecia. I didn't know. My wife, my wife didn't know. But now everyone knows. I'm about to say you know now, and, well, and every, Chris knows, and, and I know that Chris didn't know. Yeah, but I he know, know now. He know now. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I was very, I was very surprised, as everyone was, that Will would take it there. Um, in the middle of the Oscars, um, it just seemed to me, to me, it just seemed like it was about something else, uh, because I, I think he been he been scuffling for a long time since that red table 
I think that red table took something out of it. Well, first it was under the backdrop of Tupac. You know, because Tupac been dead like thirty yeah, years. Yeah, but he released that book, and he said it was hard for him to get over. You know, oh, that mean, whole like, thing. Like and if you I can't think, get over after a man gone, then hey, look at here. She, have you ever seen her talk about Tupac? And yeah. she gets tearing up, and she she said that that she never like that relationship was was a once in a lifetime thing, and that she'll never have that again. And when you see her to get the, if you saw your woman get to crying and lip quivering talking about her relationship with another man. And that's like you can that footage is out there forever. That's always gonna be. I I mean I think I I think that Will Smith I think that always stuck in his crawl, and as it should. Yeah, and then, I, I, and I don't then, know whose crawl that would get you, stuck in. And yeah, yes, it's the crawl. That, that's the universal crawl and sticking. Then, <laughs> and then you circle. Then you circle that back around. Well, her, you know, smashing August in the entanglement. You just using names and places and things and all that. You just they brought it to the red did, table. But I'm just saying. So he looking like I mean, he just walking around. I think a little shell shock. That's all I'm saying. And then, and I think, and, and so when you have that, see, Will Smith has always been looked at as like the Fresh Prince, given the Fresh Prince show, and also, you know, his, you know, his rhyme, you know, his, his, his. Uh, stylistically you know his hip-hop was very fun fun natured and i think to me it just felt forced because you rolled up on a dude that's the same size as your wife like literally the same i don't think he like like if that's the rock (laughs) and i said that earlier if that's the rock i don't think he's rolling up there like mike lowry looking to settle that score no i think i think it was you know i'll put it as you think he slapped five from from the rock like that no hell no but i also think like you know when my mom my mom and dad raised us me and my brothers, where there's a time and a place yeah. for everything. And I think in his mind, it was the time and the place to go ahead and get that thing off. Only because, because I don't think he got dressed and put his tux on going, hey, somebody going to get the shit slapped out of him tonight. Like, I think it was like in the moment, it was obviously he reacted uh, inappropriately, for which um, he's apologized for uh, in an uh, Instagram post that came out about an hour ago from the time of this taping. So uh, Monday night. So like about 24 hours later, he apologized publicly to Chris and to the Academy and everybody else. Um, I just think it just happened. I think, I think it was overdone on his part. Um, I think Chris handled it well. Yeah. And um, he rolled up on the dude that had his hands behind his back. Nah, but you know, I so mean, it, like that. it just don't get, to me it was weak. I thought. I mean, it, it, I think it. Nah, see, because I look at and it, that dude. Like I said, that Chris Chris Rock weigh one hundred and six pounds. I mean, I don't. Like I said, I don't think it was premeditated. I don't think he was, you know, going, "Hey, you know what? He's no, one hundred and six." I like, think. I think. I don't think he, he was knew. factoring all that in. I think he was like, "Look, the time is out." But I think he knew that Chris wasn't gonna give him no work. I think he knew that. Well, I, upon I, approaching I, the dude with his hands behind. Well, his back. I mean, it was it was on the Oscars. I don't think he was. I don't think nobody. I don't think they was just going to turn into a, a, a street fight. I think it would have if it was The Rock or somebody else more formidable. I don't think he goes up there and does that to anybody else who he feels like is going to give him a, a run for his money. He went up there and slapped a grown man on, on, on. Well, you know what? It wasn't The Rock. It was Chris Rock. Chris Rock made the joke and he got slapped. So that's that. Yeah, and I, I thought and I, I I thought it was I thought he sized him up and he he got away with it. I thought well, he got away. I with think it. I think that. And I like I, I, I like Will Smith. I actually like both of those guys I, a yeah, lot. So who, this was who don't like Will Smith and yeah. Chris Rock. No, I think I think one of the issues for a lot of people is that America looks at Will the way Will looked at Carlton on the show. 
Yes, and I, I, I'm saying, and then, and then he went like you know the the strongest, most independent. Like she, and and if you ever, if you watch, did you watch that Red Table? Uh, nah, they too, they too honest. She just was. There was, <laughs> they there just was too honest. There was very little, if any, contrition on her part about what she did with. Uh, I actually did see that, and and I thought, and he was frustrated. Yes, and as, as well he should have been. And I just like, hey man, you know, uh, you, but see, you do realize I'm like this Red Table. I, I pay for this. Yeah, like, we can see this. Like, we can yeah. all we all watch. Yeah, it. I'm paying for this red table. Yeah. Like, like ain't, there ain't nobody. Them residuals from 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 low down dirty shame ain't paying for this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> them residuals from Jason's lyric ain't paying for this. Okay, don't ain't nobody running that back. Wow. You know, so you, you went so you like, low down dirty shame. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> that's the, the, the them inkwell residuals. <laughs> that's not that's wow. not paying for the you like that bluefin <laughs> sushi that you like so much. Wow. You know what I mean? There ain't nobody run a different world ain't I only, I ain't seen a different world since nineteen ninety something. Nobody's you better you better I think it's complicated. I flipped this red table over. For for me it's complicated because I think Will Will is in a great place in his career. Obviously, he just took down a very big Oscar crowning achievement of his career. And I think he kind of tainted it a little bit. Uh but I actually think he's gonna be fine. Like I, I, I think it's interesting to me, and this might be a conversation for a different day, but I think it's interesting that how people are seeing it and how they reacted in the moment where I wonder if he had done that to Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks or Ricky Gervais, what the audience response would be and if they would have gotten security and got his ass up out of there. Sure. Because then it would have been an attack. Sure. And not just an incident. It was sure. Like when it was two... Sort of dudes from the same community, one from Philly, one from Brooklyn, around the same age. Both minorities. It was an incident. It was it was an incident. And but then, but yeah. if it was if it was, he'd have slapped the shit out of Ricky Gervais, yeah, or Tom, little Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. it'd have been like oh, a lot of clutching of the pearls. Oh my and, gosh, you Matthew know, McConaughey and somebody yeah. like oh my, Will just lost it. He became yeah. unhinged and he attacked. Yes, <laughs> he attacked. You would have heard attack. He accosted. Um, I too, like you would hear yeah, all. Of these I, I think. I think. The and and this is the he needs counseling. This is the this is the uh, the industry guy in me. I think um, the Oscars won big because we're all talking about something that we wouldn't be normal. I watch the Oscars every year. I'm a big fan of the show, but most people who are engaged don't. Um, so we're all talking about that. Chris will be fine because Chris will gonna get Chris. Chris got a Netflix coming out. He's going on tour. He's been working out. So this will help his stuff. Yeah, he got to he got to he got to edit that Netflix. Yeah. He got to add a whole new. Yeah, well, now. I don't know. He might be like, <laughs> let's run another one. Yeah, like I got some new material. Yeah, like whatever. He's got a lot of new material. Um, so like everybody's gonna win here. We'll win. Everybody's won. Like this is a win. It's weird now, but there's gonna be a point where this all dies down, and what's left is like a moment, like one that we'll never forget. And it's true because I went to sleep and woke up to this text. And the footage of it. So to say, like you said, the Oscars, like I didn't, the movie that won pictured Coda, I ain't never even heard of that. You like, know the way I, you know the way I treat, the, uh, treat the, the, uh, the Oscars now is that I watch them every year because I'm really into watching people's dreams come true. That's what award shows are. It's like the culmination of some something that you started and then winning it. And I'm into that type of thing. But I always try to see the movies like based on who, what won and what my kids tell me was good. Then I'll see them afterwards. Yes, that's normally how it works. Yeah. So, so the Coda won best. If, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Best yeah. Picture. 
and it was you know a bunch of deaf white people. I never even seen a trailer for this film. Just deaf people. Why they got it? Why they got because be deaf if white it was people? deaf black folks, they just be. I mean, if it was deaf black, if it was deaf black people, I think they just would have been like, oh, that's that's, that's sad. And nobody would have saw it, but it was deaf white no, people. I, I don't think nobody cried, saw this one. Like, but it, it won. Somebody saw it. It won Be, best, picture. best picture. And a lot of people gonna be seeing it now. Well, maybe now, but best picture don't. I don't know if anybody ever hey, sees man, best picture. Deaf white, deaf white people tug at the heartstrings of white people. That's fair. That's so sad. I mean, I don't know. Is it a sad movie? I don't know. I just it could not be just because you deaf don't mean you deaf. Like, 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 like you can be hype and be deaf. They're not gonna have deaf white folks in there. Not gonna you have think no deaf, sad. You think deaf people are just automatically no, sad? No, I'm saying that that's they they played upon that to probably pull at your heart. Are you, you know that? No, I'm just I'm just surmising. But that's so you're <laughs> assuming that deafness is sadness. I'm assuming that they played in that narrative to make it sad. Yes. <laughs> But they made out. It could have been. It could have been a, a super happy. You know, everything. Yeah. Everything's great. The whole literally. Deaf people and there, live and there good was lives. like literally no sad moment in the whole movie. It was just a happy white movie about deaf folks. It could have been that. Well, it could have just been a movie with deaf people in it. No, no. I watched the trailer. It's about the deafness. No, some, I, some obviously, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna be on there signing it and not be about that. <laughs> All right. So I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and it had it been black folks, it would have been like, oh, you know, I mean, they're they're deaf white people too, though, so. Well, well, listen. Um, I'm what, not even sure that would have even been greenlit. <laughs> like, yeah, that no one's gonna be interested. I would in love that. to be able to sit here and tell you that you're you're wrong, but yeah, I don't see them going the distance with a <laughs> deaf black people movie. I don't see it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so let's let's get into. You're um, not gonna sing. You're not gonna rap. You're not gonna say <laughs> yo mama. None of that. Can you well, can you sign yo mama? <laughs> Wow, that's that's what we're doing. That's how we feel. Anyway, sorry. Um, we're gonna let Will and Chris and Jada and Jaden and and uh, what's the uh, what's the Willow and Willow the whole yeah. family. They, hey, I'm gonna tell you like I this. I just thought they was artsy. I thought they just shaved their heads. No, nah, listen, just some artsy no, I stuff yeah, I mean, on. maybe she did it in support of her mom, but I, could, but I think I, that's what happened. Here's what I can absolutely tell you. They kept it moving. They went on the party like they daddy won an Oscar. They was they was getting it in. Lots yeah, well, of well, if there's well, if there's ever a pick me up or is ever a turnaround moment, yeah. They if would, your dad wins best actor, yeah. Like so it was like well, I guess hey, we, they kept. We're not pushing. gonna let the whole night go. to I shit. think Chris went home and had to reevaluate some things. Oh man, even now, like he's probably yeah. like, man, next time that happened, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna yeah. do that. He's like not gonna do anything. You're not doing nothing. You had your chance. He was like Trey and Boys in the Hood. I'm Just so sick of this. You <laughs> Next time I swear, man, it's on sight. <laughs> yeah. Soon as I see him, my whole life. <laughs> yeah, Chris had a moment where you could have did something, and he didn't. And I'm happy nah, he didn't. Nah. And I'm happy he didn't, Chris. I'm happy you didn't. I'm no, happy, I mean, because he looked like a G to me. Honestly, he just was like, yeah, that just happened. No, nah, he didn't look like a G. He just looked like he well, got slapped. Well, he kept it moving. So after he I'm just like, looked yeah. like someone who got slapped. But he, but he was like for talking slick. I don't think I mean he made a joke. Yeah, but. Made a joke. You didn't yeah, know, but you know. hey, you got it. Hey, this camera out here, you know, you gonna somebody gonna run up on you. All the little jokes you be making, especially the people from Cleveland. People from Cleveland came at my head, and it's so funny because you said way worse stuff about the city <laughs> no, of Cleveland no, than I had. No, 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 no. I talked about the football <laughs> oh, team. Oh my you were God. like, I don't know why no, black no. people live in Cleveland. No, I was like, why are you saying no. that? You paused the show. You paused the show. You were, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to go in on Cleveland. I didn't say, I'm going to go. Where the <laughs> fuck? I'm going to go. What? 
I'm going to go in on Cleveland for a minute. So just let me just get this. And the floor was yours. No, I did. And it was legendary. No, I went in, but it was it was football based. That was your that you was your, actually attacked in people no, city. No, if it was if it was football based, you would have said the Brown. You said Cleveland. I no, because we were the context You're of which losers. we were because of your record. I said you went 1 and 15 and then 0 and 16. I counted nobody, the records out. Nobody don't make me that. pull the tape up. Nobody heard that part. Everybody heard that part. So don't get out here. Stay in your place. No, because y'all, because y'all have a legacy of losing. Sure. And it was 26 years. He brought you yeah. a title. It's Ernest. I mean, Biner. not no title. Brought you a playoff. It's Kevin win. Mack. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a long time ago. So the drive. But you have been way worse. Oh God! It's like, hey, hey, it's documented. No, it, it can be. It, you, hey, know, no, you, no, you know, no, no, you know, no. we record these. It was right? so good that we made a we made a promo piece. Yeah, because shit was hot. <laughs> You drop. You had bars. No, okay. was, I may have, but your bars were better than mine. That's facts. Okay, that's so, facts. You was like know. a. Your bars were hotter. Yeah, you no, know? because nah, I because I like to hit. You was all all in the cipher. I, well, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm like I'm like currency. This internet rapper just everybody. I, I'll, I'll kill any. See now he might run up on you. Hey, 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 currency, you run up on me, you got it. You will get no resistance from me. <laughs> like I'm Chris. Be, I'll be like Chris Rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk a little sports. Unless, unless you're the size of Chris Rock, then I'm going to be all about it. But if you look like the Rock, I have no idea. What, does anybody even know what currency looks like? Like if he, if you was next to him in line at the Wendy's ordering a double stack, <laughs> would you know, oh, Frosty, would you know that that was currency? <laughs> why, so, why such specificity? <laughs> Anyways, we go listen. We we gonna talk a little sport. We gonna hey, actually talk Kersey sports. Can on the go show. out in public. <laughs> yeah, Kersey could be could have cleaned your pool. And <laughs> so you would have never known it was currency. One of the illest MCs in the last ten years. I wouldn't have known. Rob Hunter Jr., my partner in crime, as always. Rob Hunter Jr. We actually have a special guest that we're gonna have join us. Uh, we're gonna come in and talk about this uh, Final Four. That's been said. And, and guess what? He's not little. No, he's actually he's actually big. We gonna bring him in to join us. Big Ben Davis, our special correspondent for NCAA basketball in the tournament final four. So he's gonna join us right now, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special treat for you here today. We are here. Actually, my partner and I, Rob Hunter, we about to break down this uh, NCAA final four with a special guest, Mr. Ben Davis. Thanks for having me. Former Arizona Wildcat. You played in this tournament. Went all the way to, this, the, to the Sweet 16, as a matter of fact. Yeah, with the Sweet 16. What was your experience like playing in this back then? Man, it's exciting. It's like a dream come true. That's the first, that's the that's probably the first dream for most basketball players because you start, you start seeing guys. You, you learn about getting scholarships, you learn about the TV games and all that stuff. And yeah, when I started, it was probably when Coach K started. I was twelve. And I was watching Duke games. That was when on on ESPN there were only it seemed like North Carolina and Duke games. Right. Playing the ACC games. Where'd then. you grow up at? I grew up in Fort Pierce, Florida. Okay. And then you, um, let's go back even before you got to uh, your college ball. Okay. You played at the world uh, famous uh, Oak, Oak, Oak Hill Academy. Academy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In Virginia. Yeah, in Virginia. I, uh, I, I, you know, I got around a little bit. I, I'm originally from Fort Pierce. But after I went to Oak Hill my first year, I started spending the summers in New York City. Okay. And I played AAU there for Riverside Church. And I also played for Team Florida in, back in Florida. 
when I was ninth and tenth grade. That's how I got exposed and kind of got saw about the people at Oak Hill. Okay. And then I went to Oak Hill the second half of my tenth grade year of high school. And when you were when you were playing uh, like high school ball, you're playing AAU. Were there other who were like the guys that were just for reference guys that were coming up that were your peers? I'm the same year as the Fab Five. Okay. Uh, when I was at Nike camp, Glenn Robinson was my roommate. Okay. You know, I played the McDonald's game with all those guys. Sharon, right. Ryan, you were you James were McDonald's All American. Yeah, I was McDonald's All American. I played at Oak Hill with Corey Alexander and Junior Burrow. They were both on my team. I played with a lot of other guys that went to v, that went D one, but those were probably the biggest two. And uh, you know, I played with a lot of guys, man. And starting in Florida and going to Oak Hill, I went to Oak. I got to Oak Hill when I was fifteen. And my thing was kind of a, a, a great thing. And that's why I went so early because I started getting all these offers in ninth grade, but my academics weren't up to par. Okay. So I had to go to Oak Hill and get it together. And that's why I went the second part of my 10th grade year so I could kind of make up ninth and 10th grade and then get going. How was that the best thing with you did. being like, because obviously you were moving around a lot at yeah. a young age. Yeah. What was that like and how did you adjust? Like, you know, because you. You growing up, but you away from home. You playing ball. How how was all that? I mean, it was hard, but it's kind of, you know, you gotta sacrifice some. You guys are in entertainment. You know, right. you're gonna miss some, and it's uh that was the thing that was worth missing anything for me. So I didn't I didn't think about it. Like you know, it was just that was what I needed to do. I wanted to play in the NCAA tournament. I wanted to be a college basketball player more than the uh, the NBA at the beginning. Because that was the thing that that was the thing I fell in love with. I fell in love with Street Smiths. I fell in love with Basketball Times, Basketball Weekly. Right. You know, seeing all the players and the seeing you know you know what I mean, yeah. all that stuff. And another guy, this guy Bernie Fine. You remember he had all the problems at Syracuse, the assistant coach. He's always come to my hometown. Okay. When I was from the time I was like twelve until, you know, I was a senior in high school, and they had a camp, and so Syracuse was my first offer. Okay. Man, he gave me the dunks, the orange and white dunks, all this stuff. That was an NCAA violation. <laughs> he was giving me all kinds of stuff. Right. We ain't going to tell nobody. Yeah, yeah. It was all yeah, <laughs> I went to Oak Hill because Auburn, Sonny Smith, like that was one of my first offers. They were like, your grades are terrible. They were like, you need to go here now. So if he would have stayed at Auburn, I probably would have had to go to Auburn. Oh, okay. Oh, because wow. my first year at Oak Hill, they were out of scholarship money. So like I'm telling it all, huh? And they were like, and Sonny Smith, and they paid for it. Like, they Auburn paid for it. The nice. Year. And then, you know, he went to VCU, so that deal was off. Right. And I got a lot better than they thought I was going to be, and I was a McDonald's All-American. I actually went from being ranked 89th to 8th. Wow. Yeah. From and so you did the summer circuits, and you did the summer I did. I only did it once because okay. I had to get my academics together. So I always spent the summer at Oak Hill. Okay. So, like, they don't give you grades. You got to do it. Right. You know I mean? So I had to be there. And that sucks. Only, I mean, yeah, it did suck, but, you know, I'm glad I did it because, yeah. you know, I, I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody gave it to me. And uh, the one year I went, you know, nobody ever really saw me. They saw me because I played at Oak Hill, but they hadn't saw me away from Oak Hill. We had a really good team my junior year. I was on the first undefeated, first national championship team at Oak Hill, first everything. Like, we started all the stuff. And – uh so I was ranked 89th, but I averaged nine points on that team. I averaged 27 when I was a sophomore, nine when I was a junior. Really? And then I went to 
you know, Nike camp with Chris Webber, everybody, with everybody that was that same year in 91. And uh, I was third in scoring and third in rebounding. Wow. So it changed everything. I went from having like 10 scholarship offers to everybody offer. And I qualified early. Like, you know, back in the day you had to, like now they don't even have to take the, 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 right. the SAT. They can do anything. You yeah, know, seems so, so, yeah. And I, I qualified early. So a lot of people, they, they offer me just because I qualify. Right. You know I mean? They knew you'd be eligible. Yeah, they so, knew I'd be So did play. you have a, a favorite, uh, you know, that you wanted, a school that you wanted to go to, or somebody to recruit you, or being that you had everybody, was there someone who, if they offer, I'm committing? North Carolina. Okay. I was, like, determined to go to North Carolina. Like, the whole time I was at Oak Hill, and then Dean Smith came. He came to North Carolina. He came to, Salt. He came to see all three of us. He came to see me, Corey Alexander, and Junior Burrow. And he came to tell us all that if we came to North Carolina, we went starting to wear June. <laughs> and that he knew we wouldn't do that. So he was he came to tell us good luck and he wanted to do it in person himself. Wow. That was exactly what he told us. He was like, We wanted you all. We had all been on unofficial visits to North Carolina a whole bunch. I'm like, you could have called like, me and told me that. Yeah, it was all right. I, I mean I, 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 I felt say, I, I felt, I felt honored. I felt man. honored. I did. Yeah. Because I really wanted to go to North Carolina. That no, I'm thinking he gonna, he's there. He better tell me, hey, as soon as you come, it's on. He's like, I mean, you ain't going to play for two years. But, yeah. hey, but Dean Smith was like held Jordan down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, listen, I'll be honest. I almost did it. I was like, well, that ain't that bad. I'm like, will I get in the game? I'm like, will I get in the game every year? He's like, yeah, you'll play. Sometimes you may start, but you won't be a consistent starter until your junior year. Wow. And, uh, so you, where'd you end up committing? Uh, uh, when you finally did commit, you ended up going to Kansas, Kansas to play for Kansas. Roy Williams, yeah, uh, Roy North Carolina. Williams. So first yeah. McDonald's All American he ever got. That was like his third year being a, a head coach. Yeah, like so. Yeah, it was early. And uh, I was gonna say early days. That was like Ostertag. Yeah, we Rex went Walter. together. We yeah. came together. Okay, like we were freshmen together in '91. Rex Walters was on my team. Yeah. Giannis Jordan, Richard Scott, Giannis from LA, right? Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. He's a good player. He's a really good player. Steve Woodbury, you know, it just, and I played a lot. We were really good. We were number one. They had just went to the final four and they lost to Duke the year before. So we were number one. They had almost the entire team back and we had like, I think our, because of the Fab Five, our recruiting class was like two because we had me and Calvin Rayford was a McDonald's All-American. Greg Ostertag was rated pretty high. They had this guy, Sean Pearson from Illinois, that was a really good player. He was like top 50. And another kid from uh, Kansas, his name is Greg Gurley. So that was a really good recruiting class. And I played a lot, but I spent the summers in New York. So I was everybody in New York, all my friends were like, yo, you didn't start. Why didn't you start? You would have went to St. John's because, you know, St. John's was on me really tough, but Lou Kern's second was leaving. Right. So I wasn't going to play. I, I mean, I liked Mahoney, but I, I didn't want to play for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was into, I had all the blue bloods. Like that, that was the, those were the places I was going to play. And uh, at the time, you know, Kentucky was, Kentucky was a good option because out of all the places, they had the most possibility. And I was good friends with Jamal Mashburn. They were just coming off probation. And I and I met Patino. Right. I hated Patino. <laughs> like, I could not stand Patino. I was crushed. I was like, and I wasn't crushed because, you know, I wasn't going to be able, I was crushed because I wasn't going to be able to play at Kentucky. Right. And now that I got, and the older I got, I'm so glad that I didn't play in the SEC. I'm glad I didn't play at any of those places. I'm glad I didn't play at Florida. I'm glad I didn't play at any of those places. And why is that? Because the SEC feels like Jim Crow for sports to me. 
Like, how can you play? How, how do all these kids go? I, I mean, I just took it somewhere else. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. how do all these kids play at Kentucky when the, the arena is named after Adolph Rupp? They're all awoke and they're all into all this this reckoning, but they play at Kentucky. It's named after a dude that didn't want brothers to play. Facts. You know what I mean? How, I mean, how can you all do that? Were you? Did you have that sensibility at that time? My mom wouldn't let me visit Arizona because they didn't have Martin Luther King's birthday sure as didn't. a state holiday. Yeah. That's what that messed up. Because I was telling Rob a little bit earlier, you know, so I'm going down the list. I got all these coaches. I wanted to play for a great coach because I was at Oak Hill. I played for the best. That was the best coach I ever had on any level. Like my high school coach, he stayed there for 39 years. Just now he retiring. Yeah, he's retired this year. I was. I posted it online. I was at his last home game. And... uh it, that was the, so. I was used to real coaching, like somebody that knew X's and O's, somebody that could teach you how to play. Somebody because when I got the OQ, I was just a big athletic kid from Florida. I didn't have any. By the time I left, I could play all three, four front court positions. I could do everything, you know, all that stuff. And uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't go to a place like I wanted to go to Pitt. All my high, my teammates from my junior year, they all went to Pitt. You remember Chris McNeil? You remember Brian Shorter? All them guys, they're Oak Hill guys. Okay. So they they thought they had me. I was going to go there and play and all that. But I didn't trust Paul Evans. You mm. know what I mean? I didn't think I didn't think he was very good. Florida State, they had Doug Edwards. They had Charlie Ward, Sam Cassell. I visited with Sam Cassell. They wanted me and him to come there with the people they had. And if I would have went there, we probably would have won it once because mm-hmm. they won the ACC the first year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but I didn't trust Pat Kennedy, like I just didn't think he was good. Like I didn't think they were good. That was the thing about Lon Kruger. After I got there and I went to practice, I couldn't. I, I was like, and we used to get into it. You know what I mean? I was nineteen. I didn't respect. This is at Florida. Yeah, at Florida. I didn't yeah. respect Lon Kruger the way I respected. Like, and I told him like we had a run in and practice. I was like, you're not as good as you're not as good as Roy Williams. <laughs> like I'm used to way <laughs> better. I'm used to way better than you. Wow. So, so what? So, so you like Roy Williams? What made you leave Kansas and, and go? Because the rotation, okay. like they, they're always like at North Carolina, at Kansas back in the day. You remember the nineties? They're everybody's coming in and out. Yeah. five people every time. That's the way it's gonna be, and it was gonna be like that no matter what. And I had to be all right with that or leave. So I left. And then ultimately, you landed at Arizona, which you, which playing for Lute Olson. Yeah, they got home. So, so how did you get over the Martin Luther King and end up the one place you could not visit? I went to JUCO. Okay, and while I was in JUCO that year, they got it. Okay, (laughs) okay, really? Yeah, back on the they're back on the menu. Yeah, (laughs) okay, yeah. All right, so I, you know, I left University of Florida. Everything's crazy. They're like back in the day. They're like nobody's transferring that many times. I just yeah, you were acting like they had the yeah, the like they had the portal. portal. They didn't yeah. even have it back then. <laughs> hey, listen, they were like I was a maniac back yeah. then. Now that shit is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, there's dudes playing at three. They were like Ben Davis. He's crazy. Yeah. He transferred three times. Yeah, no four, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went to JUCO, <laughs> and we won a national championship. All that stuff. And the first, I had to have like a reset because it, it was a bad ending for me and Kruger. Like, I didn't get along with Kruger, and okay. I told Kruger every time I could get a chance. Like, you know how you just don't like people and you don't respect yeah. what they – like, I didn't respect Kruger, and that was bad. Like, now I, I got a different, you know, but when I was 19, I just didn't like Kruger. Yeah, I just didn't like him. Like, really, every time I saw him, I was mad that I came there. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Serious. No, I, 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 like, now. couldn't stand yeah. him. Yeah. And then, and you know what I did? My girlfriend was still at Kansas. Okay. So I went back to Kansas after summer school. I was there, like school started a month and like they called down there and they were like, 
And, and you know, Roy Williams comes down. He's like, I just talked to the crew. What are you doing? Wow. I'm like, I made a mistake. I need to come back. Yeah, He's wow. like, no, you can't come back. Yeah, like that. <laughs> He's like, no, you can't come back. <laughs> so then I go back to my girl's apartment. I'm like, yo, I can't go back to Florida. I hate Kruger, man. I'm like, if I go back there, I'm not going to NBA. He's going to ruin my shit. That's exactly what I told her. So I call my people in New York. And they're like, you better go to JUCO. You better like, you better go to JUCO. So I had this guy. His name is David Johanny. He was on my team at Kent. He went to Hutch. I called Hutch and I just like, they got the biggest recruit they ever got. I called them because I wanted to stay in Kansas. And I went there and that was kind of my reset. And the first day I got there, I got like 20 scholarship offers from everybody. I mean, everybody, people that don't even recruit JUCO dudes. You know what I mean? And the only people that I considered in JUCO were Nebraska. I had to go to Nebraska. I visited Nebraska because they were going to pay so much I had to see that shit. Yeah. Like, I got to go at least look at this shit. Yeah. Like, they are going to pay so much. Like, I can't, like, the shit was incredible. I didn't believe it until, like, and he, and they came, got, got me on a private plane. I go down there. They tell me all the shit. But then I'm like, Every time we play fucking Kansas, we're going to get smashed. Yeah. I was like, we're never going to beat them. <laughs> we're never going to fucking win the conference. I'm like, no, I can't go here. Right. So I, I didn't go there. And UCLA was all me. So it was UCLA and Arizona without the JUCO. And UCLA is going to pay a whole lot. But I didn't trust Jim Herrick. That's all it always oh, yeah. came down to, the coach. Like, I was used to real coaching, like a dude that could really coach. Yeah. And I loved Lou Dawson. And uh, it was over. I went there. I committed on my visit. It was gone. That was the best shit I ever did. Like, he was, he's the best. He was and you, the best. you played in some pretty good teams there. Yeah, we had everybody. We had 16 dudes on my team, and 13 of us got drafted. Yeah. Like, I had Jason Terry, Damon Stoudemire, Mike Dickerson, A.J. Bramlett, uh, yeah. Joseph Blair, Reggie Gary, all kinds of dudes. Yeah, Miles yeah. Simon. Miles Simon. Yeah, yeah. Miles Simon's like I think, my brother. Uh, the year you got drafted, two other guys got drafted. Yeah, in the second me and, round. yep, Reggie Gary and Joseph Blair. Yeah. Yeah. What? Joseph Blair is the assistant head coach for the Washington Wizards. That's my best friend. Oh, really? That's like, well, yeah, okay. Like my brother. That's that's awesome. Let me let me ask you this in terms of as after you left college basketball, and I think a lot of players um, realize how difficult the NBA is. Uh, very competitive, um, and a lot of guys struggle with sort of being on their own and and you know outside the structure of the college game. Yeah. What do you feel once you got to the league was sort of the thing that was there that you had to adjust to the most? The thing that I had to adjust to the most is like veteran players. And like, because I went to teams that always had like, you know, like we're going to bring a young dude, but we don't really want to play a young dude because we got a bunch of people. Like I played for the Knicks when we had that like astronomical payroll. With How everybody. old were you when you got drafted? I was like, when I got drafted, I was 21. I, and you got to think, I transferred all those times and I was 21. Kids are freshmen and they're 21 these days. Right. With the, Going back, talking about yeah. the whole back stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, yo, I graduated, I was 17. Like all my kids. Like a normal like, person. Yeah, like my right. daughter, she played Notre Dame. She graduated, she was 17. My yeah. son, we we're all 17. Now kids are like 20. Yeah. I'm like, that's just crazy to me. That, hey, that would be embarrassing to me as a person. And like people do that to their kids. 
Yeah. Like, I'm 20 years old and I'm, I'm a senior in high school. school. Right. Kid, kids drive to junior, junior high, dude. Yeah. yeah. He's like 16 in eighth grade. Like, what are you doing? That's embarrassing. <laughs> and they're like, he's going to get a scholarship, yeah, but he's dumb to the mother. Yeah. yeah, the coaches don't care. Yeah. He's eligible. Yeah, that's crazy. And, like, that's why I went to Oak Hill. That's why my son went to Oak Hill because Oak Hill's a real school. It's not a basketball academy. It's not any of that. Like, I had to spend all that fucking time going to redo all this. I probably went to IMG or Mount Verde. They just redid that shit for me. Like, right. for real. They just did it. Yes. Like, but it made me a better person. That's where I would have went. I got a little bit of character. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, it, 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 like, all, all that stuff mattered, and Old Kill is a good place. Who's the, uh, the guy... Because I think anybody who ever played, particularly like, because you played with a lot of great guys from the time you were in high school, major programs, like you said, you played for two Blue Bloods and another, yeah. you know, Power Five, uh, Power Five, we didn't call it Power Five schools back then, but Power yeah. Five now, and then you went to the league. Who was somebody that you just had their number? It's, it's, as far as, like, I, I, I can give it to this You can just give it to him, like. Cherokee Parks. Hey. I always got cheese. <laughs> yeah. Like, really, I made McDonald's All-American because we're at the Slam and Jam. You remember that back in the day? They yeah. had the Slam and Jam in L.A. That was like this huge tournament. So it's the main court. It's the championship. I was playing for Riverside Church from New York City. I had Terrence Rencher. You remember him? He was a pro. Played at Texas. It was me and him were the two big players from New York City team. And they had Damon Stoudemire. He was from Oregon, but he was playing in California. And Cherokee Parks, all these dudes that were going to Duke. And... I always just give it to Cherokee. <laughs> like, really, I would. Like, Cherokee, I always had Cherokee's number. Like, yeah. Cherokee is my dude that I could, you know, and it looked good because <laughs> Cherokee's always rated real high. Right, right, right. right. You know what I mean? And you, if you're giving it to Cherokee, so that's a big deal. No, nah, that's, that's, that's. I'd awesome. always make an example out of Cherokee. Yeah, as you said. <laughs> hey, shout out Cherokee. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Chief, my bad. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the tournament this year. Uh, I wanted to get you on because I said, look, if anybody knows what these guys, and I was hoping that Arizona uh, went yeah, through so you could you really be connected hey, to We're it. back, though. I'm happy yeah, with the, the program season. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm happy with track. the season we had. I'm um, really happy. I think, you know, we, we had the story of St. Peter's, um, the, the Cinderella, but what we ended up with is three blue bloods and boys. and a, well really you could say four if you want to count Villanova. I yeah. don't consider oh, big a blue time. blood, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you got Jay you got Ryan. Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, and Villanova in the final four. So at least from a name value standpoint, there's gonna be that interest. Yeah. Um who do you like? Okay, so let's talk about the Duke North Carolina uh first. Who do you like in that game? Um, particularly because it's a rivalry game and they just played a couple weeks ago. I think North Carolina has been playing as good as anybody for like the last month. I mean, Duke is too, but Duke started after they lost to North Carolina. And I felt like North Carolina was one of the more underrated teams the entire year. I remember about a, a, a month and a half ago, they were like 21 and six or something. And they weren't even in the top 25. They right. probably didn't even get in the top 25 until the last three weeks of the season. You know what I mean? That's like total disrespect. Yeah. Like when they got all these players, they got McDonald's All-Americans. Hey, North Carolina's roster is as good as anybody's roster in the country. Right. They got McDonald's All-Americans. They got pro prospects. They got everything. With that said, nobody's is better than Dukes. Right. Like, Dukes I think, got five yeah, guys that yeah. are ranked. Oh, McDonald's All-Americans. Yeah, and they got five guys that are ranked on the NBA, yeah. like top 30. Yeah. Know? 
Yeah, I mean, like, hey. And they so, got Coach K. And they got, <laughs> and they got Coach K, I think, motivated. How much do you think in a in a college game is sort of the motivation of what they're playing for factors? Oh, yeah, you want to send I think him that out, means right. more in college than it does in a pro. Like, in a pro, the, the best players are going to win more times most, than most, of, most yeah. of the time. And college, yeah, it definitely matters. You want to send them out the right way. So, you know, they always got that motivation. You want to be the team that brought. Hey, listen, they did their job now. He's out the final four. Right. So, if they lose now they did what they were supposed to do they he broke the record right he got right. 13 final fours he beat john wood so you know they did what they were supposed to do but of course they want to finish the job and avenge the the last you know he lost his last home game to the same exact team right. senior night wasn't it yeah. yeah yeah so i'm sure they want to try to get that guy. done and, and 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 send him out the right way and get john shire started the right way with yeah. that said hubert davis is one of my best friends oh you know hubert yeah, davis. yeah I love okay hubert davis. so he's this a great is guy this is a uh, big for him because it's his first year yeah i'm happy for him um, he's good and he got and he, he got he got the, he got off to a rough start at the press conference this is like coach k and and roy williams starting that's right. what he is right like because he's oh, no, good he like knows, that yeah, he he's really good he's and he's and he's gonna recruit so good it's gonna yeah. be ridiculous yeah like they're gonna get everybody like they're gonna always get everybody hey okay. my kid's going to north carolina right i mean but i probably right like if my kid i had a choice between north carolina and arizona i sent him to that's just I don't want to say that. I can't say that. <laughs> uh, it's hard to say I sent him anywhere besides Arizona. Right. Yeah. Now nah, that's fair. Um, but I got a lot of respect for Hubert Davis. Of course, Coach K speaks for itself. Yeah. Now, flipping to the other bracket, we have uh, Rock Villanova Rock and, and Rock Kansas. Rock Chalk. I got no, always no say, oh, man, now, is that the heart or that the head? David McCormick is an old kill dude. So I, I always go with the old kill dude. But okay. They got old kill dudes at Duke, too. I mean, Norman Nolan. I mean, Nolan Smith, that's the assistant coach, is an old kill dude. And, uh, but I, I don't, I think Villanova is going to be a tough out, but I think they're going to get him. I think their advantage is David McCormick. I think, like, this is the thing about David McCormick. He didn't have his best year, but these guys in the final four, all of the bigs, right? He grew up with them. He knows mm -hmm. all of them, and he's the best one of them. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to be the difference because, like, I'll be honest, on, on the perimeter, it's a draw because Villanova's guys are rated a little lower than Kansas, but I think they're better. Well, yeah. But I think they're tough. I think they're more skilled. I think, hey, listen, me, if I got to pick guards, I want my guards from California or the East Coast. But their but they're, but they're second best player, Justin Moore, is out. You know, he tore his Achilles. Yeah, but that kid Daniels is pretty good that but, they got from Tulane or New Orleans. Right, He's but, good. But he plays about 80% of the bench minutes. So yeah. now you have no depth. Because now he's coming in and he's starting, but you like I said, you lose their best defender in Justin Moore. Kansas is not very second, deep either. Their second, their second leading scorer and their second leader in assist. I mean, that's huge. So if 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 Villanova was going to be, I mean, that's just a shot. Hey, no, I think yeah. Kansas is going to yeah. win. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know, hey, listen, you can't. The game has got to be played. Jay Wright's a great coach. At Villanova, they got great players. So who's to say some young guy's not going to take advantage of that opportunity? And, hey, and that's the, it's the happened beauty, before. That's the beauty of the tournament, right? It's yeah. happened before. It's you know game. what I mean? Well, yeah, you just got to be good. Yeah, it's happened, it's happened before, well, you know? They shoot, they shoot, I believe it's like 43% of, of their shots are behind the arc. So if they get hot, yeah. with that three ball, that changes everything. You can be down. Fast and they defend, and they're tough, and they, you know what I mean. Like that was what happened to us. Like with with Arizona, we played a a tougher, more physical team, not a better team. We played a team that is going to touch you the entire time. And Villanova's kind of like that too. Yeah. Like they're going to be touching you, they're going to be on you, they're going to block you out, no matter how big you are. Yeah, you know they're going to do all the tough stuff, and they can really play. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, Jay, that's Jay a, a, he's going to have He's great. Play. I love he's a great Jay coach. Uh, let me ask you this. One one last thing before we let you get out of here. Going back to Duke, Do you? what was your thoughts about them giving Shire the job over Adam? I'm going to tell you, like, that kind of spoiled it with me for Coach K because I heard, I don't know any real facts. I just talked to a bunch of my friends, and they were telling me that he talked Tommy Amager out of taking it. Like, that's, you know, that's bullshit for me. Like, yeah. like that that stained Coach K for me. Yeah. Because if anybody deserved that job, it's Tommy Amaker. Right. He's the one he went out there waving the flag when no when no no Duke assistant was being successful. Right. Him and Mike Bray. Mike Bray was the one that recruited me to when he was at Duke and then he left and went to Notre you know, and went to do everything he did. Yeah. yeah. And uh you know, so that kind of spoiled it for me because you you know, but I I understand some of his reasoning because the guys on the bench are Duke guys, and he feels like if Tommy would have came, he would have like some of them would have been out of a job, and it would have set their career back. So he's trying to keep their career on track and keep them moving. Hey, but at the same time, hey, me and myself, I would have took the job before I talked to Coach K. Like you're not telling me shit. Right. I went. To, I played at Duke. I played here. You yeah. coached here. I yeah. played at this motherfucker. Like yeah. I made you. Yeah. Right. Like I was watching. I was watching Tommy Amaker play there when I was a kid. I was watching Quinn Snyder. And you. And you did that to him. Like, well, come on, Coach K. That's bullshit, man. Yeah. yeah. For John Shire, what did John Shire do? Like really? Why basketball? And yeah, hey, so what? Thing. How did he deserve that? They. Hey, listen. Duke has probably had four yeah. Mr. Basketballs in Illinois. Yeah. Alone. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Like really, you know what I mean? I think was one. Yeah, yeah, I mean they had Chris, Chris, yeah. watch McCall. I'm sure he was. Chris Collins. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he was. Yeah. Like you know, I'm sure they had somebody else before them yeah. too. What Phil Henderson ain't from Illinois, is he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's Creed what I'm saying. Lee. Yeah, yeah. You he know, played, I mean, he played at Creed when I was in. Yeah, was you know what I mean? With. Like, come on, yeah. dude. And uh, like for Coach K to do that, that kind of you know, hey, listen, but it's he, he you know, he is a Duke guy, and maybe John Shire has got all these recruiting relationships that they didn't want to ruin. Because he has gotten some guys. Yeah. Like some real highly rated guys that people didn't think he was going to get without Coach K. So, you know, I understand that. But it's Coach K. And, you know, everybody's going to forget about that. Yeah. I think the I is. think the motivation, the combination of motivation and the, the future NBA players will probably carry Duke. Yeah, I think so, too. All the way. Unless, you know, let's say have like a bad, you know, anybody's capable of a bad. And they don't night. play small. You know, I hate small ball. I hate it when these people recruited this kid to be a guard and now he's playing power forward. Right. You know what I mean? But Duke and Carolina never went small. Right. And I said to be said for that. Like, Duke, you got to play like Mark Williams is fucking huge. Yeah. And then, so, excuse my language. And then you got uh, Pablo. Paulo. Yeah, Paulo yeah, uh, and Hey, if anybody goes before Paulo, like, yeah, yeah. like who, who, like, dude, 6'11, 250. Yeah. Skill. Yeah, I, I think uh, this tournament probably uh, solidified the the. Like, oh yeah. It's, it, I don't think it's gonna be Chet anymore. I don't think it's gonna be Chet. The Chet, like I'm gonna be honest with you. Like my honest opinion about Chet is, Chet should maybe come back. Like yeah. sometimes you need to go back, no matter what people say. Like his his family ain't starving. They ain't like go back, man. Say in Gonzaga, get yeah. the waste this summer because the way he's looking right now, he's gonna like. Like he said, Amani Bates, what happened to him? He ain't even on the on the freaking uh, mock draft no more. I was looking at the NBA draft.net. They ain't even got him in there no more. Like some of these kids, man, they, they like speed the process up. Like he should be in high school. You got to take your time. Yeah. Like, hey, the sooner you get there, the sooner that shit is over. That's what you got to remember about the NBA. Like really, the sooner you yeah. get that moment, the sooner they're going to break it down and get you moving, player. Right. Yeah, it's, that's, hey, that's a tough life. It's, you yeah. know, everybody sees the the max contracts and the super yeah. maxes. 
But they don't understand this. It's guys. I saw uh, Chris Dunn got signed to a a ten day. Yeah. And what five years ago he was a lottery pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like with Portland. Yeah, Portland. you know what I mean. Yeah, like he was with the, he's been battling injuries. But yeah, yeah, but I mean it's like there's guys that are. He was battling injuries uh, when he was in Minnesota. Yeah. And all these kids come out. They're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm going to NBA where I can work on my game all day, and they're gonna do. They don't develop shit in the NBA. Like really, they don't. Like when you, you get there, when you get there. Like, yeah, they're going to, you know, you're going to start doing some extra work and all that. Then they're going to lose like 10 in a row. They're going to be like, get him in there. You ain't do shit, boy. <laughs> like, that's what happens. Like, really. That's exactly. Look at any person, they, any kid that they said was going to be a project. They got that kid at uh, in, in uh, Oklahoma City, the uh, European kids. Seven one, like 185. And he's in the game. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, when I was growing up, man, we were growing up. They were grown men in the NBA. But that's yeah. what it is now. You know what I mean? I, yeah, that's the way it is. But they need to slow it down. The kids should slow the process down a little bit. It's going too fast right now. No, I think I think that's a great point. Well, listen, what I'd love to do is have you come back. Whenever you want. Next week, and we can talk about the championship. Cool. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll tape, and then we'll we'll recap the championship. Cool. You, you got back a prediction? You got a prediction, though? I got a Duke, too. I got Duke. I mean, it's hard for me to say what Kansas playing. I'm gonna go Kansas. But we ain't got a pick yet because we gotta let it play out. So we'll, you know, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you watch this week's games, and then we'll, talk, we'll then we'll talk about it with the championship. Cool. Oh no, because we'll, it'll be it'll been played by the time that episode premieres. By the time it premieres, yeah. you're correct. But that's why I asked him. His well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to get here before the championship. Okay, and but you maybe, but get, maybe get we'll it out go live. Okay, because the game is Monday. Okay. okay, so maybe we'll go live and do the prediction. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cool. you come on live. Yeah, with us? yeah cool. All right, great, man. Right, Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you for coming you. to hang Thank out you. with us, Ben. You gave us a lot of information. Oh, I appreciate man, that was you. Good. It was a good Listen, time. like always, we ask you to like, subscribe, and hit the notifications on our YouTube channel. Also, follow us on all our social media at Stat Lines Matter. So, like always, I'm Mark Stewart. On behalf of our special guest, Ben Davis, and my partner in crime, Rob Hunter, this is That Lines Matter. We're out. Bad boy. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my... Say it to my face. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my... Say it to my face.